Washington County officials and the Wisconsin State Patrol say a multi-vehicle crash shut down Interstate 41 for several hours yesterday. There were 30 involved vehicles, including six semi-tractor trailers. Initial reports came in just before 2 p.m. on I-41 southbound at Highway 28 near the town of Wayne. Three people suffered non-life-threatening injuries. Dodge County authorities say an endangered runaway has been located. Sheriff's officials say Maya Celeste Cruz is home safe. The 16-year-old had been reported missing from Climbing since January 15th. Area agencies are mourning the unexpected death of a veteran fire chief. Here's Bob Haig. Todd Yandry served with distinction as a member of the Lake Mills Fire Department in Jefferson County for over 40 years, moving up the ranks from volunteer firefighter to chief of the department. Initial reports indicate a cardiac event as the cause of Yandry's death in the line of duty on Wednesday evening. He worked for Madison College for 18 years as an instructor, training new generations of first responders. Todd Yandry was 61 years old. Bob Haig, Wisconsin Radio Network. The executive director of Dodge County's only domestic abuse shelter is settling into her new role. PAVE's board of directors recently named Emily Shire to the post. She has been on the job for just over a month, and Shire notes that she appreciated the warm welcome. There's not a lot of women executive directors in the area in leadership roles, so I really appreciate um, the folks that have welcomed me and from other organizations. Shire is a 17-year resident of Dodge County whose volunteer experience includes serving as president of the Beaverdam Area Community Theater, leading BSA Scout Troop 724, and licensed foster parenting for Dodge County Human Services. Shire explains some of her duties and responsibilities with PAVE. My role is to interact with not only the staff, but then the community. We have a strong volunteer program, so folks that would like to volunteer at PAVE would check in with me about what we have in terms of opportunities. And then I also am uh, supported by our board of directors. So we are a nonprofit organization, and my advisor or boss is a group of usually about 9 to 13 also volunteers that serve on the PAVE board of directors. Shire succeeds Ashley Wellock, a 15-year employee of the organization who left to become a grant specialist with the Office of Crime Victim Services at the Wisconsin Department of Justice. The Beaverdam Police Department has a new chaplain on staff. Police Lieutenant Jeremiah Johnson says the role has been filled by Father Mike Tess. He runs St. Mark's Church here in town, and he's also a chaplain for some other police departments, and he also does some part-time work teaching, and uh, I think he works at St. Mary's Hospital as well, doing stuff down there as part of his uh, pastor and priesthood and you know things like that. So, um, yes, he, he's a good guy. Chaplains serve a variety of different purposes for a police agency, but most notably as a counselor, confidant, or just an open ear to talk through any issues or concerns with. Johnson says Father Tass is always available if an officer needs to call him. And he'll always come in for us if we ever need him. So if there's a, a situation where a citizen just experienced uh, you know, a loss in their family um, and they do want to talk with someone, we can call him up and he will come in and respond. We have him come along on ride-alongs uh, when he's available. When works out and he actually interacts with citizens. He speaks Spanish. So we have him come in on ride-alongs when he's available, but he's always available to us in an emergency or when his speciality is needed. 
Johnson says their department has had a number of different chaplains throughout the years as they get calls to lead churches outside of the Beaverdam area. The chief of police in the city of Fond du Lac is crediting his officer's use of less lethal impact munitions during a Wednesday incident. A 40-year-old Fond du Lac man was wanted on a felony first-degree reckless homicide party to a crime probation warrant. When officers located the suspect, the man armed himself with two chunks of concrete. He threw one at a squad car and the other at an officer, which hit him in the leg. The man then threw his bike at police, armed himself with another chunk of concrete, and made threats of violence. An officer fired a 40-millimeter sponge grenade at the man, striking him in the leg. Watch out, watch out, watch out! Get on the ground! Get on the ground! A sponge grenade has a foam nose but a dense core and deforms when it strikes its target. It is a less lethal projectile. The officer hit in the leg with concrete suffered minor injuries. Chief Aaron Goldstein says their goal in any situation is to de-escalate and bring a peaceful resolution so that everyone is safe. The Dodge County Fair has announced one of its main stage acts for this year's event. Jamison Rogers will play the Moraine Park main stage on Friday, headlining an all-ages show that will begin at 8 p.m. Two additional free concerts will be announced for Thursday and Saturday evenings. The Badger State Truck and Tractor Pull will kick off the event on Wednesday evening with the Pranat Hazi Meets four-wheel drive truck pull and demolition derbies rounding out entertainment on Sunday. The Dodge County Fair returns August 6th and goes through the 20th. Only 19 fish were harvested from Lake Winnebago and the Upriver Lakes Thursday. There's still one adult female left until the 90% trigger and nine more adult females left until the 100% cap on the Upriver Lakes. The biggest fish was an 83.3-pound female measuring 72 inches in length registered at Wentz. DNR officials say ice conditions are getting worse on the Winnebago system. The DNR received reports of off-road vehicles and ice fishing shacks going through the ice, adding that winds have blown away hazard markers indicating cracks and shoves. They recommend paying close attention to local spearing and fishing club reports. The Department of Natural Resources is reminding anglers to get their ice shanties off the ice as temperatures warm up. Warden Ben Mott says it can get expensive if you do not move that shelter in time. Failure to remove uh, an ice fishing shelter by the deadline is a approximately a $263 fine, and those can be assessed um, multiple times if necessary. Mott says shifting temperatures might make the ice too thin to support shelters in some places before the statewide March 15th deadline. If your shack falls in the water, you will be charged whatever it costs to pull it out of the lake. Drug overdoses in Wisconsin are causing a high number of deaths of younger people. A report from the Wisconsin Policy Forum found that in 2021, though the number of people in the state who died from heart disease, cancer, and stroke dropped over the last 20 years, younger people in their prime were more likely to die in the state, especially from opioid and fentanyl overdoses. Milwaukee County Chief Health Policy Advisor Dr. Ben Weston tells Fox 6 Milwaukee the problem is more pronounced with black Wisconsinites. The year over year opioid deaths for African Americans increased at a rate nine times that of whites. Weston adds the 644 deaths from drug overdoses in Milwaukee County in 2021 was the highest in over two decades of data. 
Voters go to the polls next Tuesday in a crucial state Supreme Court primary. The four candidates include liberal Milwaukee County Court Judge Janet Protasewicz. I'm not an uber-partisan. You know, I've been trained to look at facts and fact scenarios in a logical manner. I will always uphold the Constitution. I will always apply the law. Protasewicz is joined on the ballot by liberal Dane County Judge Everett Mitchell and two conservatives, Waukesha County Judge Jennifer Doro and former Justice Dan Kelly. And finally, the Milwaukee Dancing Grannies are heading to New Orleans for Mardi Gras. The group had three of its members and a volunteer killed during Waukesha's 2021 Christmas Parade. One of them was a former Beaverdam educator. They received an invitation from an all-male dance troupe from New Orleans called the 610 Stompers to join them in the seven-mile-long Mardi Gras Parade this Sunday. A member of the 610 Stompers, Chris Seekinger, tells Fox 6 Milwaukee it's the first time his group has ever collaborated with an out-of-state group for their routine. When we heard about the tragedy in, in Waukesha, you know, that, that hit us as well. The 610 Stompers also raised money to cover some of the grannies' travel costs. I'm Justin Wilski reporting from the Daily Dodge News Center. Submit your news tips at dailydodge.com.